It's been almost a week, but we are back. Yes, the Steve Freeman podcast is back. And today we are going to talk about something that had a huge impact on me. Post Malone. You're probably saying, what the hell are you talking about? I'm going to tell you in today's episode of the Steve Freeman Podcast. You're listening to the Steve Freeman Podcast, the real raw truth about the pursuit of success in music, business, and life. Here's your host, hit songwriter, multi-platinum selling producer, and serial entrepreneur, Steve Freeman. Hey guys, I'm Steve Freeman. Welcome back to the Steve Freeman Podcast. It is so good to be back. Been off for a week, been up in the Northeast. I'm going to tell you all about it, and we're going to talk about the Post Malone experience. I know it sounds like a little strange, and it's like, why would you do a whole podcast on this? Because I think it's important, and it really hit me hard. I'm going to tell you all about it coming up in just a few minutes. But before we do, as always, we're going to feature one of your reviews. And the review today comes from Mac13. Finally, the music business podcast that makes sense. It's nice hearing someone as successful as Steve actually tell the truth about the music business. If you are or want to be a successful artist or songwriter, you must listen to this podcast and rate it as five stars. Mac13, thank you so much for your review. If you would like to have your review featured, all you have to do is leave one. Also, if you're not following me on social media, I'd love to have you as a part of my family. Follow me at the Steve Freeman on all social media outlets. And if you'd like to join my newsletter, all you have to do is visit my site, thestevefreeman.com. I'd love to have you a member of my inner circle. All right, let's dive into today's podcast. Me and the family... I uh, decided back in July that we wanted to do something that we had never done before and go somewhere, do something that we had never done. So we planned on, we've always wanted to go to Maine. My wife has always wanted to go to Maine. Now me, not so much, but you know, when you, it's time, you have to do things sometimes that you don't necessarily, you want to do, you want to step outside your comfort zone a little bit and give somebody, you know, something that, that they want. So we decided, okay, we're going to go visit Maine. So the plan was for us to fly from Nashville up to Boston, rent a car and take Route 1 from Boston all the way up through Salem and and Portland, uh, Maine, see the entire uh, eastern coastline all the way up to Bar Harbor and stay in Bar Harbor, Maine for four or five days. That was the plan up until the day before we left. We were all sitting around the kitchen table. Everybody was packed. and, And I just said, I said, guys, Um, I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos and doing a lot of research on Maine. I don't think that there's enough stuff for us to do to fill up four or five days in Maine. And everybody was kind of like, you know what? We've been kind of feeling the same way. And I'm, let me just say from the, the outset here, I'm not, this may come as a shock to a lot of you, but I am not an outdoorsy person. Okay. I am not the guy that's going to go camping. Um, I don't own a tent. I don't own anything that that requires, I I don't, I'm just not an outdoorsy person, okay? So the thought of spending four or five days roaming around a state park and hiking, and I I just, I couldn't do it. And I know that most of my family, both of my kids are the same way. My wife's the same way too. She's not a camper. But we were excited about experiencing and seeing something we'd never seen before. So the thought of it, you know, seemed okay, like I said, until the day before we left. So I suggested, I said, hey, I got an idea. Why don't we completely adjust the plans that we've had uh, for five months 
and let's go up. Let's, you know, see what's what it's going to be like. Get all the way up to Bar Harbor. Take a look. And then if we want, leave it open for us to leave and maybe go down to New York City. Because my that's really where my wife's wanted to go forever is New York City. She's always wanted to go Christmas time. But it's, it's just always so hectic around here around the holidays that we just really don't have the opportunity to get up there during the holidays. And so everybody was like, okay, well, that sounds cool. So the next day we get to the airport and our flight is delayed for five hours, leaving Nashville into Boston. There was some sort of a wind advisory with a storm moving through in Boston. So we had to wait around the airport for five hours. Uh, I'm sitting there next to my daughter and she looks over and she goes, hey, Uh, You know, Post Malone is going to be at Madison Square Garden. If we happen to make it down to New York, he's going to be there the 14th and the 15th. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay, well, that's interesting. And she wanted to go see Post Malone when he was here in Nashville. And I didn't let her go because I, at the time, I didn't know a lot about Post Malone. This was a couple of years ago. And I, you know, I'm just a protective parent. So I'm like, I don't know what that crowd's going to be like. I don't, and I don't really know a lot about him. So no, I'm not that comfortable with it. Well, in that time, I've become a fan of Post Malone, not just his music, but him as a human being, him as a person. And I thought, you know what? That would be really cool. And I wanted to do something with this trip that really left an impression. You know, as a a parent, you're realizing that your daughter's getting ready to go to college. One's about to start high school and and it's like, okay, it's memory making time. We've got to make them the best of this. And I thought, you know what? A couple of weeks ago, uh, my wife got my my youngest daughter tickets to Billie Eilish. That's her big thing. So she's going to go to that. And I thought, you know what? This would really mean something to my oldest daughter to go see Post Malone. And then I thought, wow, you know, it would even more be a big experience to go see Post Malone in Madison Square Garden. So we ended up getting tickets and I got really, really good tickets. And so that kind of changed and altered the kind of the shape of our plan. So we got to Boston Sunday, uh, no, no, Friday night. Finally, actually, it was early Saturday morning. We finally got in bed at our hotel at four o'clock in the morning in Cambridge. We got up the next morning. We went and visited Harvard, which was awesome. It was an amazing thing. Then we hopped in the car. We drove to Salem, which was a fucking madhouse. Uh, I'm just going to put it out there. If you ever, those of you, because my wife and daughter, they're into the the, the witch stuff and hocus pocus and all, all that kind of stuff. So they wanted to see all that. So we thought, okay, well, it's on our way anyway. So we'll stop in Salem, which was nuts. There, there were 500,000 people because it's Halloween and all the witch stuff is out in the tour. It, it was, it was a madhouse. So we circled around, kind of drove through Salem and we made our way on up the East coast, all the way up to Bar Harbor, Maine. We got to Bar Harbor, Maine late at night. So we checked into our hotel, which was a complete catastrophe. This was supposed to be a resort that was amazing. The Holiday Inn Regency Resort in Bar Harbor. And let me listen here. If you're ever thinking about making this trip, whatever you do, don't stay there. Sleep in your car. I would have rather slept in the car than slept in this hotel. So we ended up, we made our decision when we walked in the hotel. Okay, we are definitely leaving here early and we're driving to New York. So that's basically what we did. We got up the next morning after driving all the way up to Bar Harbor. We drove over to Acadia National Park. We went to Thunder Hole. We saw the coast. We saw the waves crashing in. It was beautiful. We hopped, we were literally there for 30 minutes. We hopped in the car and decided, all right, off we go to New York City. This is Sunday. 
So we drive from Bar Harbor all the way down to Hartford, Connecticut, and we stay the night in Hartford, Connecticut at a really nice hotel. If you're ever in Hartford, there's a hotel there called uh, Delamar. Stay there. Awesome people. Awesome hotel. It, it was just, it was, it was a really good experience. We needed it because we really hadn't had a good experience since then because we, like I said, we didn't land in Boston till and get settled until four o'clock in the morning. Less than 24 hours, we had already gone all the way up to Bar Harbor and driven all the way back down to Hartford, Maine, or Hartford, Connecticut. We got up the next morning, rested, and we drove into New York City, which was an amazing experience, you know, coming up over the bridge and seeing all of New York City was amazing. Uh, we got to our hotel, uh, we got checked in, and we went for a walk and walked. Our hotel was right there at Times Square, um, so we went and saw the sights and did all the things. And then we knew that Tuesday night we were going to go see Post Malone. And up until the Post Malone concert, we had had just an amazing experience. Everybody got something that they wanted and seeing something new, experiencing something new. Um, I also I want to pause right here for just a second. I want to say something. And, and I hope this doesn't um, upset any of you. One of the things that all four of us walked away from this trip after, after being in New York City for two and a half days, our country is not nearly at the point that the media would have you believe. We didn't meet any rude people. There was no, there was no argue. I mean, they, you watch the media and you, they would make you believe that we all just hate each other. We didn't experience that. We ran into people from all over the world we had exchanges and experiences with people from all over the city, all over the world, and not one negative experience with, with anybody, any strangers, anybody that we didn't know. And we all walked away with that in our mind. It's like, you know what? This is not as bad of a place as everybody makes it out to be. I don't think our, the, the people that make up our country are not the majority of what they portray on the news. We just found it to be an, an awesome experience. Nobody talked politics. Nobody talked religion. It was just everybody there experiencing something that everyone found amazing. And we had all of that in common. Every restaurant we went into, we went to a serendipity where the John Cusack and uh, Kate Beckinsale movie was filmed. Um, we, we went all over, ate all different kinds of places and everybody was nice and it was, it, that was an awesome experience in and of itself to just go to a completely different part of the country and find common ground with people just as human beings. Anyway, that's a little side note. So anyway, it was time Tuesday to go to the concert. Now, in my, I did a lot of concerts when I was younger and I was in radio. I've, I've brought many, 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 many superstars on stage and I, I've done that. And being in the music business, I've been backstage. I've, I've been around concerts my entire life. But my later adult life, I've decided I don't, I don't like people enough to go to concerts. So I don't like going to them. I don't like being around large groups and large numbers of people. It's just not my thing. Now, I can be up on stage in front of them and it doesn't bother me at all. But you put me down among them and I, it, I don't know, it, it's... It's a thing. I just, it's not my favorite thing. So that's why I don't go to a lot of concerts. So I was a little, I guess anxious would be the word, about here we're going to Madison Square Garden. It's going to be hard to get in. It's going to be hard to find your seats. You're going to be neck and neck with all these other people. And, it's, and so I was already kind of worked up about it. Now, I will fast forward and say I was worked up for absolutely no reason whatsoever. 
it was easier getting in Madison Square Garden to our seats than it was to get downtown Nashville and get in Bridgestone Arena. It, it blew my mind how easy and simple that it was. Now, I had no idea when I, I knew that I was buying good tickets. You, you know, you can see the little map of where your tickets are that you're buying. And I knew that they were in a good section. We got there and the guy's like, no, you don't need to be here. You need to go up one more floor around and then talk to the guy at the end of the corridor. So we get up there and we find, oh, the guy's like, oh, no, you're on the suites level. And I'm like, what? My wife's like, did you get a suite? And I'm like, I don't know. I might have. So we get around there and our seats were right there with this. Our seats were right there with the suites. And we walked down, we got to our seats. We were in our own row. We had our own row. And I was like, oh, this is too good to be true. This is awesome. Now, in the middle of this, I have a raging migraine. And I thought, this is, I cannot believe this. So I'm fighting a headache. Everybody's excited though. Now, the first two acts, come on. I couldn't for the life of you, me, tell you who the first act was. <laughs> I don't remember who he was. The opening act was, was Sway Lee which I knew that he had done the song Sunflower for the Spider-Man movie with Post Malone. So that made sense. Doesn't really, didn't really know who the guy was. I kept asking my daughter, who is this? And she would tell me. I couldn't understand a word he was saying on stage. I had, I had never heard a single song that he did, but I'm sitting there trying to enjoy the concert. And I didn't know what to expect, honestly. The last, if you want to call it rap or urban concert that I went to, um, was the night I met my wife when the radio station I was working for was hosting a, a concert in Chattanooga with um, uh, DJ Easy Rock and and uh, I think it was was I don't remember who the uh, um, I don't remember Tretch from Naughty by Nature and then the one before that was when I went and saw Vanilla Ice in Vogue and MC Hammer like in 1987. So I, I wasn't really sure what to expect. Sway Lee gets done with his set and there's about a 15 minute change and then the lights go down and then you know it's time for Post Malone. Now, I had no idea what to expect, like I said. From the moment the music started, I was absolutely captivated. And I, I, like I said before, I, I do, I am a, I, I'm a fan of his music. I don't like all of it, but I like 90% of it. And what actually made me start liking his music was watching videos and interviews with him. I really like him as a person. I, I like his humanity. I like his humility. I like his graciousness. He doesn't take anything for granted. He's not your normal cocky, arrogant performer, entertainer, rapper, whatever you want to call him or people that do what he does. So I didn't know what to expect. And for the next about hour and a half, I sat there and watched this one man captivate every single person sitting or standing in Madison Square Garden. He didn't have a band. He didn't have dancers. He didn't have what you would call a show. He had the two big screens and he, there was the lasers and the lights and the fog and, and all of that, which, which added to the experience. But for an hour and a half, one man with one microphone had every single person in that arena, in Madison Square Garden, in the palm of his hand. And he did not disappoint. It's hard for me to put into words exactly how it affected me. 
after having been in this business for 30 years, I, I've, I thought that I had seen and experienced everything that there was to experience, but I've never experienced anything like this. And watching the people around me and around us in, in and around Madison Square Garden, I can only imagine that this is what it was like for my parents' generation when they may have gone and seen Elvis. And it wasn't necessarily that that affected me. This guy, Post Malone, is an amazing entertainer. His music, he, the way that he choreographed his show and put the show together was extremely well thought out. And like, I cannot say this enough. There was nobody on that stage with him. It was just him and a microphone. And the energy and excitement in that room would have made you think that there was this major orchestration going on, this major band, you know, and, 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 and a lot of when you go to these concerts, even when you go see solo artists, a lot of the time they have dancers or they have a show or it, it's, it's, you know, it's kind of a stage play to go along with the performer. There's all these antics going on to perform uh, that are performing, that are, that are entertaining you. With this, it was him and a microphone and a stage. And it literally blew me away. I walked out of there thinking that out of every concert I have ever been to in my entire life, this beats them all. I've seen some amazing things on stage, but this beats them all. The way that he connected with every single person in Madison Square Garden literally blew my mind. And he performed his absolute heart out. Now, let me say, I, I, if, if you may be somebody that is not a Post Malone fan, and I get that, maybe you don't like his style of music or you don't appreciate it. Listen, I completely understand that. But the guy could have been up there singing nursery rhymes and it would have been just as effective. The way that he connected with his fans was amazing. And I've never in my entire life seen someone more humble more appreciative, like truly, deeply to his core, you could see it on his face, that he was just as excited to be there as every person watching. You could also see it in his face and in his mannerisms and in his actions that he was just as surprised that he was up on that stage. The graciousness and the gratitude, the humility was overwhelming and astounding. About halfway through the show, he stopped the show, if you will, grabbed an acoustic guitar and performed a song with an acoustic guitar, which I appreciate. He considers himself a songwriter first. And I got to be honest with you, it's the songs and it's the lyrics and it's him personally that is connecting with people. And that's what I try to, to get artists that I work with and that I talk with and that I coach and that I mentor. That is so much more important than all of the things that you think are important. Most of you are trying to get to the point where you're famous, where you're known. And you focus on the wrong things that you think are going to help get you there. The number of likes on Instagram or what so-and-so thinks about you. Or is this radio station playing my music? Or do I have a million spins on Spotify? 
you're not going to get any of that until you can get to the point where what it is that you're doing resonates with people. It's got to be the entire package. And that's what I walked away from the Post Malone concert thinking in my head was that, you know what? Every aspiring artist and songwriter needs to go see this man, this kid. He's only like 25 or 26, but he's figured it out. He has figured out a way to make his art connect with people and connect with people deeply. Most of you aren't doing that. You're sitting around listening to the radio going, oh, that sounds like a hit song. I'm going to write one just like that. And you yet you look up to these people like Post Malone and you want that type of success, but you're not willing to do what it takes and, and do what people like him have done to get there. And that is be unique. There is nobody out there like Post Malone. And I'm encouraging you, you don't try to be Post Malone. But you need to go find that thing that makes you different. You need to find out how to make your music and your songs connect with people. Every single time before he would perform a song, he would talk about writing that song and why he wrote the song and what it meant to him personally. You can tell that growing up, he was a country music fan. Because a lot of the elements in his show of how he communicated with the audience was very personal. And you can tell that he, you just, if you didn't know, you could tell this guy grew up in Texas. He was, he's a people person. And he communicated that to every single person in Madison Square Garden. So if you are a new artist or a songwriter or producer or engineer, I encourage you to come up with your own unique formula. It may take a while for it to to click and for it to find its way. But just like Post Malone, he'd been doing music for a long time until White Iverson broke him out. And then Rockstar. He put in his dues. But you know what he didn't do? He never changed. He never chased a mainstream sound or a mainstream way of doing things. He became Post Malone and he created his own brand. He created his own sound. And when that sound found its audience, it caught fire. And it caught fire because it was unlike anything else out there. I've talked about this a lot in in previous podcasts, but I cannot stress to you enough the importance of being unique. It may not be popular right now. It may not be considered the mainstream thing right now. But I promise uniqueness will always find a home. And there is an audience and there always will be an audience for something new, something different. And like I said, this was unlike an experience I have ever been to or experienced in my music career. To be really honest with you, I have been out of love with music for a very, very, very long time. And I felt a little bit of that reignite at that concert, thanks to Post Malone. I saw somebody on stage doing things their way, the way that they wanted to, singing the songs that they wanted to write, the way that they wanted to write them and produce them the way that they wanted to produce them. And I saw that connect 
in a room full of enthusiastic, energetic fans in Madison Square Garden that were literally hanging on every single word that this man said or sang. And it was one guy with one microphone on one stage. So when you as an artist or songwriter or producer or engineer think you've got to have all these bells and whistles and you've got to have all of this over here and all this over there and it's got to be this big production, go see Post Malone. Go see how one man does it his way and find your way. I can't stress enough. Get online. And if the runaway tour is coming anywhere near your city, buy tickets and go. I promise you, you will walk away with the same feeling that I did. It was simply amazing. And it was an experience. It wasn't a concert. It was an experience. If he'd have been there one more night, we would have stayed another night and gone back. It was that good. So regardless of what you think of him, regardless of what you think about his lifestyle, regardless of the fact that he's got tattoos all over his face, this is one, and I think it will go down over history as one of the most remembered artists of our time. He is unique. He is awesome. He is amazing. He puts on one hell of a show and he does it his way. I can't stress it enough. It was an experience. And I encourage all of you, if you get the chance, to experience it for yourselves. Guys, thank you for joining me for another episode of the Steve Freeman Podcast. It is so good to be back. It's good to have you here. Don't remember, huge live stream event coming up October 30th, 7 p.m. You want to be there. I will be streaming live on every single social media platform and video platform, all of them. Join us October 30th, 7 p.m. Big news, big announcement. I'm really looking forward to it. Also, while you're here, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. So if you leave a review, maybe we'll feature your review on an upcoming episode of the podcast. I would love to have you a member of my inner circle. You can do that by visiting my website, thestevefreeman.com. Guys, until next time, keep being creative. Keep pressing the boundaries. And there's nothing wrong with being independent. See you in the next one. Thanks for joining us for the Steve Freeman Podcast. Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and follow Steve on social media at, at the Steve Freeman.